Hey guys, welcome back to episode 45. I have been battling a massive migraine for the last few days and today is not a migraine, but I feel very off after a severe migraine attack. So yeah, I'm going to be doing this episode in the slight dark and Chantal is not going to be here, but I've got an awesome story for you guys. I actually want to talk about an artist that I recently discovered. His name is The Kifnes, so K-I-F-N-E-S-S. He is from South Africa. He is super talented. What attracted me to him was the songs that <laughs> he makes with cats. Yeah, you heard that, right? There's a compilation of him making songs with cats and it's brilliant. Then he has all of these other compilations he's made with other artists. And one of the songs that he has, it's called It's a Beautiful Day. And he collaborated with a boy named Rushan. I hope I'm saying that right. R-U-S-H-A-W-N. I just really want to give a shout out to him and Rushan. It puts a smile on my face. The cat songs put a smile on my face. It is just good all around. <laughs> I had some more talking points, but honestly, I'll save it for next week with this fucking headache. I would rather not get into it all. Oh, well, especially since Chantal's not here. I love to get into all of that with her. So definitely saving it for next week. So the story I have for you guys today, I am positive that 100% of you guys, or at least 99.9% .9 of you guys know the story. So my sources are Wikipedia, article in the Miami Herald slash Associated Press by Edward Van Winkle Jones, article in Fate Magazine named See Mystery at Our Back Door by George Sand. My triggers are mystery, paranormal activity, conspiracy theories, and death. So my story today is about the Devil's Triangle, and most of you will know it as the Bermuda Triangle. The Bermuda Triangle is a stretch of the Atlantic Ocean bordered by a line from Florida to the Bermuda Islands to Puerto Rico and then back to Florida. Miami, Puerto Rico, and Bermuda are separated by some of the most sought out vacation spots in the world. I've been to a few and they're amazing. But together, they make up that boundary that everyone has been questioning why all this bizarre shit is happening there. So lots of mystery, lots of disappearances, lots of everything. And I know when I was a child, holy cow, it was one of those things that made me not sleep. Like I couldn't sleep at night. I could not sleep at night knowing there was the Bermuda Triangle and there was no way I was getting anywhere close to it as a child, by the way. But that's how my mind worked. I was devastated and scared for people that were going to potentially be in that general area. Here I am an adult. I've been in that area and I'm fine. But let's talk about the people that were not fine. Ever since Christopher Columbus sailed through the region in 1492. 
some weird shit happened over the Atlantic Ocean in that area. Everything from bad weather to supernatural forces have been blamed for the disappearances and they can't explain it. So here are a few of those disappearances. So the earliest record that I could find was of an unusual disappearance in the Bermuda Triangle that was reported on September 17th of 1950. There was an article by Edward Van Winkle Jones. In his article, he talks about a number of vessels that disappeared into thin air, remaining a mystery. On January 31st of 1948, a British plane named the Star Tiger approached Bermuda, carrying 29 passengers. The airline radioed in its position numerous times, and then there was complete silence. They never found the aircraft or any of its passengers. On December 26th of 1948, 32 people boarded a plane to San Juan, Puerto Rico, that flew a thousand miles to Miami. A radio message was received at 2 a.m. on December 27th, reporting that they were about 50 miles south of their original target. And that was it. No one ever heard from them again. They never arrived at their destination. Searchers scanned 310,000 miles of sea and land, but again, no traces. On January 18th of 1949, a British airliner named the Ariel, carrying 20 passengers, was on its way from London to Chile and vanished into thin air. They never found the aerial or any of its passengers. There was a ship called the Sandra. That's my sister's name, by the way. <laughs> so a ship named the Sandra that traveled from Miami to Savannah. The Sandra was a 350 foot freighter holding 12 men on board and carrying 300 tons of insecticide that was loaded in Puerto Cabello, Venezuela. The Sandra sailed and disappeared without a trace. The search for the Sandra and crew was officially called off on June 16th of 1950. It was written off as an official mystery. At the time of this article, at least 135 people went missing without a trace, despite the best efforts of the search teams at the time. Two years later, a short article written by George Sand named Sea Mystery at Our Back Door was published in Fate magazine. On December 5th of 1945, Flight 19, which consisted of five torpedo bombers, took off from the Navy's Fort Lauderdale station for navigational training. So this was due to last for a few hours, and that was it. Officers radioed the planes. When hours had passed and darkness fell, but received no further communication from any of the planes that went out. None of the five torpedo planes and 14 crew men were ever found. They just disappeared. 13 members of a Martin PBM Mariner flying boat launched from the same Naval Air Station to search for those lost and they also vanished. George's article was the first to map out what we now know as the Bermuda Triangle. Fly 19 was mentioned again 
multiple times, but the next mention was in April of 1962 in an issue of American Legion magazine. The author of this piece named Alan W. Eckert wrote that the flight leader had been heard saying, quote, we're entering white water. Nothing seems right. We don't know where we are. The water is green, no white, end quote. I'm confused by that because they're entering white water and then all of a sudden it's green and there's no white. Anyway, so going back a bit, Joshua Slocum was the first man to sail solo across the world. He was considered one of the best sailors at his time. His boat was an old fishing boat that he had rebuilt. In 1909, he left the east coast of the United States and headed to the Grand Cayman for the winter. Joshua was never heard from or seen again. He wasn't declared legally dead until 1924. The next story, the Tegenmouth Electron. If Bermuda Triangle swallows up ships and planes, could it also make a man go mad? Probably, especially if there's no explanation for what's going on. Maybe that's what happened in 1969. Donald Crowhurst set sail from London on October 31st of 1968 in a triple hulled boat. The design of this boat featured his own safety innovations and his intentions of winning the Sunday Times Golden Globe race. This event required each participant to sail solo and Donald was considered relatively inexperienced with sailing. Donald got off to a slow start and he wanted to go back, but instead continued and did quite well. When Donald began his trip back home, he found out his closest competitor had sunk. Fearing that the truth about some of his deceptions would come to light, Donald jumped overboard with his phony logbook and drowned himself. There was nothing else about that. I mean, maybe there is online. I couldn't find anything, but clearly there was some shady fucking business going on. The Electron was found abandoned in the middle of the Bermuda Triangle in July of 1969, with the last entry in the logbook dated for June 29th. During World War I, the USS Cyclops, commanded by Lieutenant Worley, carried coal from the US Navy and stayed mostly on the East Coast of the United States until 1918, when it was sent to Brazil to refuel Allied ships. With approximately 309 people on board, the ship left Rio de Janeiro in February and reached Barbados in March. After that, the Cyclops was never heard from again. On March 31st of 1984, Flight 201 left Fort Lauderdale, Florida, en route to the Bahamas, but never made it. Again, just vanished into thin air. The passengers were all Cessna employees. C-E-S-S-N-A. This included the pilot and co-pilot. Something went wrong. Halfway to its destination, the plane slowed its speed significantly. Suddenly, the plane dropped from the air into the water, completely vanishing from the radar. A woman on Bimini Island reported seeing a plane plunge into the sea about a 
mile out or 1.61 kilometers offshore, but no wreckage was ever found. On November 3rd of 1978, Irving Rivers left the U.S. Virgin Islands in a Piper Navajo. He was piloting for Eastern Caribbean Airways. He was a pretty experienced pilot and was making this trip solo to pick up passengers. During the flight, the control tower radioed a flight suggestion to avoid a small shower and the pilot radioed his acknowledgement of the suggestion and made the adjustment. As he neared the airport in St. Thomas, the plane was cleared for landing and the control saw the plane's red and green lights blinking as it was making its approach. Soon after, another plane made a planned departure and the controller could no longer see the other plane and it just disappeared. An emergency search was launched, but nothing ever came from it. Even though the flight was only one mile from land, they couldn't find anything. A tanker carrying a load of molten sulfur called the SS Marine Sulfur Queen disappeared off of the southern coast of Florida in February of 1963. The wreckage and the 39-member crew were lost without a trace again vanishing into thin air. According to the U.S. Coast Guard, the ship was in questionable condition and probably wasn't seaworthy to start. So why the fuck was it launched? When the ship was converted from its original purpose as an oil tanker to carry molten sulfur, a high center of gravity might have caused the vessel to capsize. No one knows for certain that this is what actually happened. The Panamanian ship, Sylvia L. Usa, was a cargo ship that was a regular near the Bermuda Triangle. But in 1976, the Sylvia disappeared without a trace and the 37 person crew, same, just gone. The Coast Guard is reportedly still looking for clues to what happened to the 590-foot ship. That's a pretty big ship to <laughs> just go missing. <laughs> oh my. The Bermuda Triangle has always been a huge mystery. It's a place of alien abductions, strange disappearances, and ghostly sightings. So naturally, people get a little nervous when they think about flying over it. I was a child, and even though I wasn't flying anywhere near it, I had nightmares. Conspiracy theorists have proposed a whole bunch of different theories and reasons for why these disappearances happened. Some have theorized that the area is a hotbed of alien activity posting that these extraterrestrial beings are abducting humans for study. Alien theorists have considered the spot to be a sort of maritime Area 51. Others have suggested that it's a real-life location of the lost continent of Atlantis, therefore making it a portal to another dimension. This all sounds like movies I've seen. They're saying that the most likely reason for these mysteries really isn't a mystery at all. Back in the day, they didn't have 
the tools we have today to explain things. So according to the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, most explanations include that many tropical storms and hurricanes that pass through that area can cause sudden and extreme changes in the weather. Duh. They're saying that there may even be some evidence that suggests that this area has a particular geomagnetic anomaly that can cause a ship or plane's navigation to point true north rather than magnetic north. This can lead to all of the potential navigation failures where they were off course, not sure where they were, though it should be noted that magnetic anomalies are found all over the world and are not exclusive to this area. Other theories also include explosive methane gas that can float up to the water surface causing ships to sink and simple human error. In the case of flight 19, the Navy says it's most likely that the squadron of bombers ran out of fuel and crashed into the ocean. When I was reading about that, they were talking about the limit or I mean, time frame that they were supposed to be out, blah, blah, blah. So it is very possible that all of them ran out of fuel. <laughs> And just weren't keeping an eye on it. I don't know. It's just just weird. How can they overlook this? Lots of superstitions. And people love this story. So through the years, there's been a lot of stories. So I'm not going to get through the whole story tonight. Because there's just so much. I have been researching this for a few days and it's amazing how much information is out there from everyone. Lots of conspiracy theories. I might do an update on this at some point because again, there's so much information on it, but it is what it is. Anyway, I'm done. It's almost two in the morning. I still need to edit and I just want to say good night. Thank you guys so much. It just blows my mind to see all the people that support us. And I'm working on our website. It will be live hopefully very soon. So this way you guys can share your reviews and whatnot with us. And please share, like, subscribe, like everyone else says that's doing this. So social media with our Instagram, it is at my ride or die podcast our facebook is at my ride or die podcast and then we have our email where you can email us some stories suggestions and that is my ride or die podcast at gmail.com i really appreciate you guys thank you bitches and have a wonderful night